Welcome, everybody. This is Brother Frank with The Remnant Call, and glad to have you back for another episode. And I just want to say thank you so much. I've mentioned it before. My sister is now out of prison. I'm excited. I am going to see her in a couple of weeks. She is coming up um, for my daughter's birthday. And, folks, I am just so happy. I've shared before, I had this dream or that one day I've just always believed that she would not only be converted, but her and I would be able to share our conversion stories together, uh, bringing people to the Lord. Uh, My story, as traumatic as it is, is nothing compared to hers. And right now she is coming around, believing in the Lord um, and in the process. So please keep her in prayer, believing that the Lord is going to work a total miracle uh, because she will shock the world when people hear the conversion. I hope to have her on the remnant call one day talking about what God has done in her life because, folks, it doesn't get any more radical than what she's been through. And I bless and thank the Lord for bringing her out of prison right now and the things that he is doing in her life currently. Well, folks, if you didn't hear last week's program, Giants in the Land, and folks, I know people are talking about the return of the Nephilim and all these things that are going on, but the truth is there are giants in the land right now, giants that are keeping the children of God, the believers, in fear over what's going on, and it's paralyzing today. That giant can come in many different forms. And I remember we talked about it last week, that there was all these Israelites that went in, these, these spies that went into the land, and when they came back, they gave their report back, and everybody was in, up in arms and, and didn't want to go in except two people, Joshua and Caleb, and of obviously Moses and Aaron too, that were willing to go into the promised land. And, and you look at all those people and you wonder what was different about them, that they were willing to go, but the others weren't. And we found that answer to the question in the book of Exodus. Because when it said the Lord was in the tabernacle and Moses departed out of the tabernacle, but it says Joshua, he remained. Joshua desired more than anything to be in the presence of the Lord. He didn't leave. Moses had left out. He had good reason. But Joshua remained behind. Folks, when you come to the place where you want the Lord more than anything else in your life, You will learn and understand the sweetness and the joy of following our Savior. Well, I'm excited for this episode tonight because we're having one of our favorite guests, Brother Rabbi, Messianic Rabbi Zev Parat. He is coming on to the show with us, and you all know he is the head of the Messiah of Israel Ministries. Um, I've shared his story with us many times. His brother Zev, he travels around many places, shares the gospel. He is on Carl Gallup's show often. He appears in many different conferences, sharing the good news, sharing the truth of Hebrew roots from a biblical foundation. And that's important because we're going to talk about that tonight, what it means to have Hebrew roots understanding from a biblical and not a man-made understanding. So I'm going to bring on Brother Zev here with us as we get started. Zev, are you here tonight? I think uh, Shalom, Brother Frank. It's an honor hey. and a blessing to be here as always. 
Hey, God bless you, brother. Just glad to have you on here with us. It's been a little while. I know you've been a busy, uh, a busy person. And uh, you're, let me tell you, folks, if you don't meet with Zev, he is on the road sharing the good news. And, and folks, that's what life is about. It's about getting out there and sharing the gospel with people. And Zev, you have been, I know, a busy right now. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on uh, tonight to the show. And, and Zev, uh, quickly explain a little bit to our listeners because we got some new audience. What is it the Messiah of Israel Ministries does? Well, you can find us at messiahofisraelministries.org.net or .com. We are located, stationed in Israel, in Tel Aviv, the headquarters, but the ministries all over Israel and all over the world. We preach the gospel. We preach the good news. We're not ashamed of Yeshua the Messiah. When I say preach the gospel, it's not just online. It's also online, but it's also in one-on-one interaction in the streets. It's also 10 by 10. It's also in the malls, in the streets, in the houses. We go into the synagogues and preach the gospel. We even go into mosques and preach the gospel in Arab territory as well. We go into the West Bank as well when God leads us to do that. And uh, this is uh, what God has commissioned us to do, to preach the word and, uh, and to preach the whole gospel of Yeshua the Messiah in love to everyone. And uh, that's what we do. We also uh, have a ministry to the IDF soldiers in Israel. We have a ministry uh, that reaches the Holocaust survivors in Israel. We have a huge ministry to them. Of course, we uh, we deliver them uh, food vouchers, uh, but we always remember the words of Yeshua, Jesus, when he said, man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. So we always remember to fill their stomachs, but also to give them the spiritual word, which is the most important thing. And that's what the ministry is all about. It's it's all about the gospel. We have discipleship training programs in Israel, house groups, which you would call like in the book of Acts, house groups, all the way uh, north to south of Israel, uh, Tel Aviv, Haifa, uh, Jerusalem, Ashdod, Netanya, all over Israel. We have, we have we now have 16 of these house groups in Israel that overseeing it, uh, overseeing these house groups. That's what we do. In addition to this, uh, the ministry also goes, I travel overseas and and preach the gospel. Also, uh, our ministry is connected with the underground congregations in China, where we've already helped establish over 106 congregations in Asia right now that are understanding the biblical Hebrew foundation of the Bible and their call as believers in the last days and, and, and what it means to be part of the commonwealth of Israel. So that's what the ministry is about in a nutshell. Zev, I, uh, the, China is just, whenever I see the videos of what the underground church in China, I've, I get so inspired at the faith of such a persecuted people. Uh, the Chinese have such a heart for the Lord. And, and Zev, I know you've been able, had the privilege to preach in the Chinese church. Uh, and, I, and, and obviously this is more underground because you have to be registered in order to actually have a church in China, correct? Absolutely. Uh, the persecution right now in China, especially in 2019 and now going into 2020, has uh, escalated to a, a much higher level of, of persecution. It's much more than just registering. But having said that, the gospel is going forth. The reason the persecution is right, rising to a higher level is because the time is near, because the enemy knows his time is near, his, his days are numbered, and therefore you cannot stop the gospel so you try to persecute it, but that's the reason. And uh, yes, we go into the underground churches in China. Right now, China has has lifted, uh, uh, I would say, 
higher uh, higher sanctions on believers. Uh, if you come into China to any airport, you will have your fingerprints taken as soon as you arrive, and then in passport control, they'll take your fingerprints again. You get screened two times as a foreigner. Uh, the reason they do that is because they're trying to monitor and stop the gospel. That's the reason. Well, I remember hearing from pastors um, talking about that they did not want the persecution to stop because the church was so on fire. Now, I'm, that sounds completely contrary to everything you hear in American church, and, and nobody's looking forward to persecution uh, at all. But this is, is, is that just rumor? But this is what I've heard that some people, they see the benefit that the more they are persecuted, the hotter they get for the Lord. Well, absolutely. I mean, nobody wants to be persecuted. If you, if you ask me, do you want to be persecuted? No, I, I want to preach the gospel without persecution. But that's impossible. Uh, Jesus spoke about it in Matthew chapter 5, verse 10, and I'm paraphrasing. He said, he said, blessed are those that are persecuted for righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So we see that there's a promise in the Bible that you're going to be blessed if you're persecuted. You're not to seek persecution. But if that persecution happens then you need to look at the blessing part of it. And yes, the blessing part of it encourages you and, and, and brings in the fire. I agree with that. Absolutely. Amen. And I know, Zev, you've had experience of you're not very popular always over in the land of Israel around the rabbis. And it's not, it's not easy getting the gospel out in Israel all the time, is it, Zev? Because you have kind of got, you've got a force that tries to stand against you over there. Well, I, I would say it's not easy to preach the gospel anywhere in the world, but yes, especially here in Israel, because uh, we need to remember that uh, uh, everything started in Israel, and everything is going to end in Israel, and eventually reach a new heaven and new earth. And so Satan is after the seed, and the seed is Israel, and therefore it makes it more difficult to preach the gospel here in Israel because of that reason, because of the spiritual warfare. We have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, issues with Yad Lachim. Yad Lachim is the anti-missionary organization in Israel, founded to deprogram believers. They uh, make videos uh, trying to get people away from the gospel. They have radio broadcasts, newspapers all over Israel, uh, trying to intimidate us, trying to do everything they can to uh, to suppress the gospel. But what we do is, and all glory goes to Jesus, Yeshua, we couldn't do it without, uh, without the guidance of the, and protection of the Holy Spirit. What we do is we, in love, confront these videos whenever we can, put them online and say, okay, this is what they're saying, let's answer this. And you know what happens, uh, Brother Frank, it intimidates Yad Lachim, and they back off sometimes because of it, because they're thinking, why are these people not being intimidated? Well, the reason is because greater is he in us than the one in the world. That's the reason. But having said that, the gospel is going forth in Israel at a rapid pace. There is a revival in Israel. And the fact that Yad Lachim, the anti-missionary organization, focuses so many uh, programs and so many television broadcasts and so many radio campaigns is because the gospel is going forth. If the gospel was not going forth, they wouldn't, have, they won't, they wouldn't be doing these things. They're doing it because they're scared. Well, praise God. Amen. And hopefully their fear will lead them right to the kingdom uh, in repentance. And uh, I know, Zev, that the Lord desires that all 
uh, would be saved and come to repentance. And so he's got a great work, folks, in Israel. The Lord is bringing all his children home, both Jew and Gentile. All You've got to be in Yeshua. He's bringing us all home. This is the hour. Zev, thank you for being willing to take the front lines over there and stand up for the Lord and spread this good news that he is coming soon. Uh, Zev, with that, though, I wanted to have talk about a few things tonight uh, in this program. Uh, that is, it's causing some issues here in the United States and some confusion uh, I'm sure it's not only here in the U.S. because people from the U.S. tend to reach out all over the world. But that is some problems that we face, uh, Zev, amongst certain believers. But before we go any farther, brother, I, let's have a word of prayer. I, I forgot before we got going too far. Let's ask the Lord to bless what we're doing. Uh, Zev, could you lead us in some prayer, brother? Heavenly Father, Lord Yeshua. We thank you for technology that we can stand here on the other side of the world and and reach so many people, Abba Father. We just pray that your word, that your anointing would be on this program today and that everything that I speak and Brother Frank speaks will be to your glory, Father. And may your word continue to speak through us and may we be encouraged to continue to preach the gospel. Father, we Thank you for Brother Frank and his program of reaching the world with the gospel. May you continue to bless him and his family as he continues to be a light in this dark world. We pray, Father, that your name be lifted. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Brother. Well, Brother Zev, there is uh, a lot of confusion that goes on because there is an interest in knowing the Hebrew roots of the Scripture. So we can understand deeper, to try to learn the culture, to try to learn and understand what people were thinking back when they were writing the Bible, um, is a very important part of, of understanding the Scripture. And and so we have a lot of confusion, especially amongst some of the Hebrew roots. And I, I just want to preface, preface this, folks. Hebrew roots is a very broad term. Hebrew roots is as diverse as any fraction, if not more, of, of any Baptist, Methodist, whatever, they have many divisions, splits, and everything. It's the same way in Hebrew roots. So I don't want to pin down everybody that's in Hebrew roots under this one banner, but there's a large portion of people um, that Zev, they seem to be putting the authority of unbelieving rabbis over the Scripture— or putting more faith in what the Talmud says, because a rabbi quotes the Talmud versus what the actual scripture says. And what they're doing is it, it, they're mixing that in with being a New Covenant believer, too, or a believer in Yeshua, and calling this, you know, the calling this of God. And so my question is to you, being somebody who lives in the midst of, of rabbis all over, what is your take on this, of getting our information from unbelieving rabbis? Well, this first of all, this whole uh, confusion of the Hebrew Roots uh, movement, and I can't speak for everyone, but in general, I myself, uh, if you've noticed uh, on my videos and my teachings, I don't use the, the term Hebrew Roots anymore, not because it's a bad or good term, because it's a confusing term. I use what I believe uh, is a more accurate term, which is biblical Hebrew foundation. 
And uh, so you won't hear me use that term anymore. Having said that, there is a confusion, and we and you mentioned denominations. We have to we have to understand that the enemy is the enemy that tries to divide the body in any way he can. First of all, the enemy knows that the key is Israel. So if he can attack Israel in any way, uh, he'll do it. And look, Revelation twelve verse seventeen: the dragon was enraged and went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring, those who keep God's commandments, God's word, and hold and hold the fast to the testimony of Yeshua. So who who is who is the enemy after? He's after the the seed, which is Israel, because he knows that Israel is connected with the gospel in the end times. So he'll do anything he can to divide people, to confuse people. Unfortunately, uh, Brother Frank, if we go to the scriptures, we see that uh, in the word of God, we are to follow only the word of God. There are many, many Bible Bible passages uh, that speak about this. Philippians chapter 2, verse 16, hold firmly to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ, Yeshua's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. Now, the Bible says, many translations say uh, boast, and the Bible says not to be, not to boast, not to be proud, but we need to understand it's a different word in Hebrew. We're all called to be priests in Messiah Yeshua, and if we turn our Bible to the book of, and I'm just going to paraphrase, to Isaiah 61, uh, we will find that uh, in Isaiah 61, verse 6, it says, that all of us are, are priests and we are to boast in the riches of the world. So it shows this boasting is in Messiah Yeshua. It's not boasting in ourselves. It's boasting in Messiah Yeshua. So that's what it means when it says over here in this Bible verse in Philippians chapter 2, verse 16. Having said that, we need to run the race to the end. Running the race to the end means holding firm to the word of life. What is the word of life? The word of life is Yeshua, Jesus. He gives us eternal life. He is the word. His blood is what redeemed us. The Bible says that the blood, that life is in the blood. That's why it says the word of life over here. Milat chaim in Hebrew. So it's important that the focus always be on the written word of God, not on anything else. So does that mean that we follow rabbis? No. Does that mean that we follow a tradition? No. Does that mean that we follow historians? No. We follow only the written word of God in context. A rabbi who does not believe in Jesus, who does not believe in Yeshua, does not have the authority that the believer has, does not have the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh. And therefore, we through Messiah Yeshua, through the Holy Spirit, can understand the scripture much better than a rabbi who does not have the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, that we are the light of the world. He said, you are the light of the world. Why are we the light of the world? Because Yeshua, the Messiah, lives inside of us. And therefore, we need to, to, uh, to, to uh, beam our light out, which is Yeshua, the Messiah, to the non-believers. And the rabbis, the non-believer rabbis, are supposed to be following the believers who have Yeshua, inside of them but somehow we've got it all mixed up not everybody but there's a big mix-up over there that we need to follow these rabbis because they're jewish because they understand the scripture better than we do no they don't jesus rebuked them day and night for holding on their tradition and changing the word of god so if yeshua 
who is God and we're followers of Yeshua, rebuke them for doing it, why are we following them? And I'm saying we, I mean not everybody, but a lot of people are following them. People that love Yeshua, people that love Jesus, who are not doing it uh, you know, out of, out of you know, rebellion to the Word of God. They just don't understand that the Word of God is the Word of God. And it's not what the rabbis teach. And that verse that I was speaking about, Isaiah 61, 6, is, and you will be called priests of the Lord. We know that we're priests. That's all of us. You will be named ministers of our God, and you will feed on the wealth of the nations, and in their riches you will boast. So this word boast is the same word we read, we read in Philippians. It's not that word, but the Bible says do not boast, right? No, no man can boast. But when it speaks through Messiah Yeshua, it means that the glory of God is victorious, and that's what it's speaking about in the context of Philippians. But the main context is to hold firm to the word of life. It doesn't say to hold firm to rabbis. It doesn't say to hold firm to tradition. It's clear. And we have to uh, read the Bible in the context of how it was written, when it was written, why it was written. Does that make sense, Brother Frank? Well, it does. And Zev, you've shared before that in Israel, the Jews over there, the people, they go to the rabbi for everything. If you're sick, if you got any problem, they go to they go to the rabbi for everything. And so the rabbi over there seems to have an elevated status above everything. Am I right on that? Absolutely. Uh, this is why we're using uh, the book that the Pastor Carl Gallops and I wrote, The Rabbi, The Secret Message and the Identity of the Messiah, uh, the story of Yitzhak Aduri who revealed the name of Messiah Yeshua. And this is why the gospel is going forth here in Israel with, with that evangelistic tool, because all Jews in Israel, whether they're Orthodox, secular, doesn't matter, take at face value what rabbis have to say. And therefore, if a rabbi said that Yeshua is the Messiah, they're going to listen. But again, these are non-believing Jews. Why are believers following rabbis that don't believe in Yeshua? Why are believers following following, uh, the Talmud, quoting the Talmud, using the Talmud as an authority? You know, that grieves the Holy Spirit, uh, Brother Frank. I mean, these are hard words. But God is is very upset at people that are teaching the Talmud, that are studying these rabbis. He said, I called you to be ministers. I called you to be evangelists. I called you to be preachers. I called you to to be ambassadors for the kingdom. And instead of being an ambassador for the kingdom, you're studying rabbinical teachings in the name of Jesus. Well, Zev, you're uh, for one who grew up in that land. I mean, you grew up primarily in school. You studied the Talmud all the time, right? I studied the Talmud all the time and I, you know, I'm I'm not not happy about it, but I I can quote the Talmud and I know the Talmud, but I have erased it from my head because the Bible says that we are to renew our minds in the word and i'm renewing my mind every day wiping out erasing the talmud why would believers want to download the talmud i don't understand it i mean i understand the 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 love for israel and the miss the misunderstanding but i don't understand why someone would hear this message and say wait a minute i'm following a rabbi that's not a believer i need to stop right now i'm grieving the holy spirit and and continue to do that because uh, look at the end of the day each person is going to be accountable to Jesus, to Yeshua, for what he did. All we can do is tell him the truth. You, you asked a question here. It's not a popular uh, subject that we're talking about. A lot of people don't want to hear what we have to say. 
But uh, again, we can we we love people. We love uh, Yeshua, and we cannot love people over righteousness. We have to tell people the truth. Well, I agree, and I bring that up about you studying the Talmud because, folks, the truth is is that Brother Zev is out there trying to lead Jews in Israel back to what the actual scriptures say because it is in the scriptures that that speaks of Yeshua, and so. You can see winning a Jew, it's about bringing him back to the truth of what his Messiah, who his Messiah is. So if that is the way you bring them, why would we as believers want to go back to the place that we're trying to bring people out of? It doesn't make any sense. And, and, and so that's where I'm, folks, Zev grew up having to because of his, who he was in, in his rabbinical tra- tradition as a family, having to learn the Talmud. Now he understands who Yeshua is, and like he was just saying, he's get, doing the best to get that out of his mind because the Word of God is powerful and it is sufficient to sustain. And, and so, Zev, thank you for that. Um, because it's true. We've got to get back to the Word. But, Zev, I'm going to kind of pose a difficult question to you, because this is going to be the response back for many people, and it's even something that comes to my mind, because we're talking about not, um, not going to rabbis, but you call yourself a Messianic rabbi, and yet the Scripture says, call no man rabbi. Isn't that kind of contradicting yourself? Well, it's a very, very good question, and I'm asked often the question, and uh, I try to answer it wherever I can, uh, Brother Frank, because it does cause confusion. Well, first of all, it's very important uh, when you take a Bible verse in any subject, not just to pull out a Bible verse, but read the whole context of the Bible verse. First of all, the word rabbi means a teacher, or what you call in America a preacher or a pastor. That's, That's all it means. And Jesus did say, do not call any man rabbi. However, he said it in a certain context, and he said it to certain people. And I would like to ask you, Brother Frank, right here on uh, live, uh, to read that uh, chapter for us uh, before we get into the, uh, the biblical answer. And that would be Matthew chapter 23, verses 1 to 13. All right, let's see here. Matthew 23. Starting in verse 1, Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say and do not, for they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne, and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers, but all their works they do for to be seen of men. They make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments, and love the uppermost rooms at feasts and the chief seats in the synagogues. And greetings in their markets, and to be called of men, Rabbi, Rabbi. But ye, but be not ye called Rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all ye are brethren. And call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. Neither be ye called masters, 
For one is your master, even Christ, but he that is greatest among you shall be your servant, and whosoever shall exalt shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. So we see, first of all, the context here of this Bible Bible chapter is Yeshua uh, rebuking the Pharisees for shutting people out of the kingdom, for exalting themselves over the kingdom. And when he says over here, do not call any man rabbi, he's speaking to those religious leaders and telling them, he's actually telling his disciples also, because they're there, do not exalt yourself over the kingdom. They were exalting themselves over the kingdom. Christ, Yeshua, HaMashiach, is the authority. If we continue to read, and you read uh, some, uh, I think you're reading from the King James, but some other translations actually uh, use the word, do not call any man rabbi, do not call any man teacher, uh, and do not call any man father. So basically, if we're to take that uh, Bible verse uh, literally, it means you can't call any man a rabbi, you can't call any man a teacher, and you can't call any man a father. You can't just take one Bible verse and apply it to what you think it is. You have to look at the whole context. And therefore, based on this Bible verse, we cannot have any pastors in the congregation anymore. Because it says, do not call any man teacher. It says, do not call any man father. So we, we don't have any rabbis teaching anymore. And we have no pastors teaching anymore. And we can't call any man father anymore. That That's what the Bible verse says if we just take it as a Bible verse. But it's speaking here of Jesus. He's the main rabbi. He is the authority. And it says, do not exalt yourself over the kingdom. In fact, if we turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15, and I'm going to read it. This is Paul speaking. Even if I had 10,000 guardians in Christ, in Yeshua, you do not have many fathers. For in Yeshua, in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. So what he's saying is over here, I became your father through the gospel. So, but Matthew 23 says, do not call any man father. But Paul says, I became a father through the gospel because it's a different context. The context in Matthew 23 is speaking uh, about the Pharisees who locked people out of the kingdom. He's telling his disciples, stay humble. Do not exalt yourself over the kingdom like they do. But through Messiah Yeshua, you can become a pastor. You can become a, a rabbi, which is a teacher. And we can even see Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15, through, uh, for in Christ Jesus, I became your father. So is he contradicting Matthew 23? Absolutely not. We have to look at the context. The word rabbi just means teacher. Now, if I was to call myself a pastor, which is the same thing, people would in America and, or in Europe would think it's okay. But if I call myself a pastor in Israel— most likely, Jews who do not believe in Jesus will not listen to me because they hear the word pastor. All they can see is the Roman Catholic Church. They can see the Vatican. They don't want to hear. But if I call myself a rabbi, which just means teacher or pastor, they will listen because they can identify with it. Paul speaks about this. That the Jew, I was a Jew in order to win the Jew. Okay, He didn't follow the religious leaders. But he understood their culture in order to preach the gospel. And this is what Paul is speaking about here in, in 1 Corinthians. And this is the context here in Matthew chapter 23. Do not call any man rabbi. 
The context is do not exalt yourself over the kingdom. Again, I'm going to repeat it. If we take that literally, then we have no pastors in the church and we have no fathers because it says do not call any man a teacher, a pastor. Do not call any man a father. But once again, the context is not to exalt yourself over the kingdom. I agree with that. And folks, it, getting even deeper into that, it, it talks about how they would make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments. And Zev, I know you know what the phylacteries are, uh, where they wear the, uh, I hate to pronounce the word wrong, the box on top of the head is the mezuzah. Is it, How do you say that word? Feeling. Uh, feeling. Yeah. Um, so the mezuzah is the one on the wall. Okay, sorry. Yeah. But the box on the top of their head and the way you wrap your arms and everything and all that stuff so that people would see how religious they were. You know, like I would carry a big giant Bible around so you could see that I'm a believer. And, and, and so, you know, that's look and see what they were doing. You can get the context of this chapter out. They were drawing attention to themselves. They wanted everybody to see how great it was being a rabbi. Absolutely. And Jesus warned not to do that. I'm your rabbi. I'm the authority. I'm the one you should glorify, not man. Do not exalt yourself over the kingdom. That's that's all it means. That's right. And so back to the Hebrew roots and you call yourself messianic rabbi. What does it mean to actually be a messianic believer according to the word of God, not according to the definition of so many different groups that are running around here calling themselves messianic? Well, first of all, I want to back up a little bit and I'll answer that question, Brother Frank. Uh, you hear a lot of times, you know, people, and I get a lot of emails from, from many people around the world. Are you Torah observant? Are you Torah observant? Well, it depends what you mean by Torah observant, because if you mean Torah observant as, follow, as you know, following Judaism and rabbis that don't believe in, in Jesus, no, I'm not Torah observant. I don't follow religion. I follow only the written word of God in context, which is Jesus the Messiah. So if, if you're asking me that question, the answer is no. If you're asking me to answer the question biblically, then yes. And I'll explain what I mean by that. Jesus said, I am the word. The Bible says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and tabernacled among us. The Bible also says in, in Hebrews chapter 10, it says, behold, I have come in the scroll of the book. It is written about me. Well, what part of the scroll of the book? All the scroll of the book, from Genesis to Revelation. So he is the Word of God. He is the Torah. So am I Torah observant? Yes, because Yeshua is the Torah. I follow Yeshua, and therefore I'm Torah observant because he is the Word. If you're asking me if I'm Torah observant as follows following religion and laws and man-made centered uh, uh, doctrines, then no. So we have to have a distinct understanding what it means to be Torah observant. I don't even like to use that word because of the misunderstanding, but Yeshua is the Torah. Yeshua is the word. A lot of people tend to think that the Torah is only the five books of Moses. Who said they're only the five books of Moses? The rabbis who don't believe in Yeshua said they're only the five books of Moses. I would submit to you that the Torah is the whole written word of God, the whole scroll. When Jesus, when Yeshua went into the synagogue, and it was a day of atonement. That's a whole different lesson. I know it was a day of atonement based on scripture. And he opened Psalms, uh, Isaiah 61. And he said, today, you know, the spirit of the Lord has come upon me. 
today's scripture has been fulfilled in your in your very ears. He was quoting from the Torah. Was he quoting from the five books of Moses? No, he was quoting from the book of Isaiah because the scroll is the whole Bible. And therefore, the teaching that the Torah is only the five books of Moses is also a misunderstanding that comes from rabbis who do not believe in Yeshua. The Torah is the whole word of God. Behold, I've come in the scroll of the book. It is written about me. He never said, behold, I have come in the five books that is written about me. It's the whole word of God. So therefore, this Torah observant, observant uh, uh, stuff has to be cleaned up because it's confusing a lot, a lot of people. Even here in Israel, Brother Frank, we have uh, not everybody that, uh, you know, is a believer in Yeshua that's uh, from Israel is, uh, you know, following only Yeshua. They're also, whether they know it or don't know it, following the rabbis. I can give you perfect examples, and I think it's important uh, uh, to share these examples. Many times I'm called here in Israel to share a message on a Friday. Uh, Friday sundown is, is Shabbat, is the Sabbath. And then uh, I'm, I'm put in a position where uh, they have two loaves of bread on the table, and they have a, a wine cup, and they're asking me to, uh, to, to share a Shabbat message, and they, what they want is a, is a Torah-observant Shabbat message, which is taken from the rabbis. And I tell them, this is not the way Jesus celebrated the Sabbath. This comes from rabbis. This comes from religion. And I, I, I give a whole different perspective on the Word of God, and many times people are shocked. It's even worse, Brother Frank, when believers who love Jesus, who love Yeshua, who are praying for Israel, who come to Israel, really, I, I speak to some of these believers, a genuine love for Yeshua, and they invite rabbis who don't believe in Jesus to speak to their group. This is very, very, very troubling, uh, Brother Frank, because, again, it produces more and more religious believers who are, again, learning from these rabbis, man-centered doctrine. We just read in Matthew 23 that Jesus said, don't follow these rabbis. We just read in Matthew 23 that Jesus said that they look to exalt themselves. Don't do that. So why would we invite them to our groups in Israel that come all the way from America to, to study and, and learn from these rabbis? Why would we do that? It's a contradiction to Scripture. So once again, when I'm asked the question, am I Torah observant? I'm Torah observant because Yeshua is the Torah. I follow only him and not man. And it's very, very important. Uh, I know I'm repeating myself over and over again, but you, you wouldn't uh, believe the amount of emails that we get in the ministry asking that question uh, and the confusion that's out there, Brother Frank. No, I agree. And, and Zev, many times I um, people uh, find out that I... Uh, I'm a Sabbath keeper myself. They automatically throw me into the Hebrew roots movement associated with the Torah so-called observant movement here in the United States. And folks, I just want to tell you this. Brother Frank doesn't follow any group. I follow what the Lord says because I have tried fellowshipping with some of these people. And, and then there's some wonderful people in some of these movements, just amazing. But I've also fellowshiped with some people that I've realized that the spirit of the living God was not present. And folks, I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter how, not, how much, how well you keep Sabbath, how well you don't eat pork or you don't do this and that and another. If you are not saved by the blood of Jesus, you will not be in the kingdom. 
And I realized many times that too many of these groups worship the Torah over the one who wrote it, over the one who inspired it. And when we get into that, folks, we get really messed up and really dogmatic and bondage begins to fall. That's what Yeshua fought so hard on this earth to try to reverse was this man-made religion of bondage that came out of Babylon and rolled into Yeshua's time, and he broke it off and said, that's enough. And so, Zev, man, go ahead. And I want to touch on uh, and go back to those Bible verses, Psalms 40, verse 7. Then I said, here I am. I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. Didn't he say in Isaiah 61 when he preached in the... uh, synagogue he said today scripture has been fulfilled before your very eyes he was quoting from psalms 40 verse 7 then i said here i am i've come it is written about me in the scroll of the book and we find it also in the new testament because everything in the old testament is a shadow of the new and if it's in the old testament it has to be also in the new testament and we find it in hebrews chapter 10 verse 7 then i said here i am it is written about me in the scroll i have come to do your will my god so we can see that the scroll is not just the five books of moses it's the whole written word of God. And Yeshua is the word. Yeshua is the Torah. Torah just means God's instruction, God's word. That is the accurate translation of Torah, not law. It's not a law. It's the word of God. And he says that the whole word of God is from Genesis to Revelation by his own mouth. Jesus is saying it. So I am a follower of the word of God. I'm a follower of the Torah. Yeshua is the Torah. I don't follow man-centered doctrine. I was a religious Jew for many, many years. And when I accepted Yeshua, Jesus, as my personal Savior, as God, I cleaned out all the religion and left only the written word of God in context. And uh, I'm not going to teach rabbinical Judaism, and I'm not going to encourage believers to go to rabbinical Judaism because Jesus didn't, didn't tell us to do that. Jesus told us to preach the gospel to all mankind. Folks, that is the definition of what it means to be a Messianic believer. Yeshua is the word, and that's who we follow. Um, there is a lot of confusion in this hour. And the quickest way, two things to get rid of any confusion, the quickest way to solve any problem. First, it's simply the distance between your knees and the floor and between your hands getting into the word of God and beginning to read. Folks, when you're in prayer, when you're reading the actual word and allowing the Lord to teach you, not you teach the Lord, because many times there are people who who read to prove, and there are people who read to learn. And if you will read the word to learn, then God will truly be your teacher. Brother Zev, um, thank you for sharing this tonight about this. It is a controversial thing because there's such a misunderstanding about that term, call no man rabbi, and I appreciate that. Brother Zev, we've got to start wrapping this up, but I wanted to share a few things. Um, you've got some conferences that are coming up this year uh, that you're going to be speaking at along with a few people, and you've got the one, the Battle Ready Conference, that is coming up, and I that's in San Antonio, and that's on June 26th to 28th, and then you have another one, the Defenders Conference, that you're going to be at, and that is in August, I believe. Yes, the 27th to the 30th. What is the Battle Ready Conference, and what is the Defenders Conference? What will be going on there? 
Well, the Battle Ready Conference is exactly what the name is. We're in a battle, spiritual warfare, and we need to be ready and make it to the end. And that's the uh, what the conference name is about. We're going to have some really, really good speakers there, like in all the conferences. And I encourage you uh, to, to sign up, and I'd love to meet you. If you can come over to the table and say, uh, I heard you on, uh, on Brother Frank's radio, and just come on over to our table and speak to us. We'd love to spend some time with you in fellowship. Encourage you to go to these conferences. If I can fly all the way from Israel to San Antonio, then you can fly from the United States to San Antonio. Amen. Amen. And bro, I've folks, I've had the privilege of knowing Zev for a while. Uh, Zev, you've blessed my home. Uh, sent uh, sent us a beautiful menorah uh, that we get to celebrate every year. Uh, when I learned, when I got away from the trans from the tradition of the rabbi. At Hanukkah, I was messed up, folks, in tradition of the of the wrong menorah, the man-made one. And Zev helped clear up to me about the true miracle of Hanukkah, that they used the traditional, the one that God created, the seven-branched candle stand, and not the man-made uh, eight-branched one. And so, Brother Zev, thank you for that. And then also... Um, uh, the defender i don't the skywatch one defenders conference uh that's a little bit different of a conference it's a lot larger it's a lot larger uh there's over 2000 people in that conference a uh, big lineup of speakers uh there's so many speakers there there'll be uh rabbi jonathan khan pastor carl gallops uh pat boone will be there i know uh huckabee will be there and there's a whole list you can go to the website and uh and have a look at that that their uh, defender publisher uh Conference. I encourage people also to come to that conference in August. We'd love to see you there. It's going to be a huge conference. Uh, the only reason they're going to have about 2,000, 2,500 people is there's no more seats. Otherwise, they'd have 10,000 there. So Zev, you also have a tour that's coming up called the Footprints of Yeshua. Tell us about that. Yeshua's Footprints 220. That will be June 8th to the 17th, 2020 uh, with me, host Pastor Carl Galps and Pastor Brandon Gallops as well. All three of us will be teaching on location. So I look forward to seeing many people over there. It's going to be a unique tour. We're not going into any religious sites. We're just going into the places where Yeshua spoke and uh, according to the Bible. When I say religious sites, I mean we don't go into Catholic Church. We don't go into Mary Idol worship. We're going only to where the Bible records according to the Word of God. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing people there. Amen. And folks, listen, Zev is personal. You'll enjoy getting to meet him. And uh, let me tell you, he's willing and ready to talk about the Word of God at any moment. So you're going to find out real quick when you meet Zev that he is uh, willing to put his uh, put the Word uh, to it right there. He will grab his Bible in a moment and gladly have a conversation. Zev, that's what I appreciate so much about you. Uh, the, the, it's so refreshing to get away from speculation. And just go with what the clear word says. And so I appreciate you, brother, for sharing that. Zev, how can everybody stay up with you? Besides your website, you do a few other things with Pastor Carl Gallops. How can people keep up with the Messiah of Israel Ministries? The best thing is to sign up for our newsletter. It's on the website, and you can get updates, follow our YouTube channel, uh, follow the updates on our blogs. And uh, if you just Google my name, you can get all that information or you can get everything at messiahofisraelministries.org or zephporupministries.org or .com. And you can uh, also find me on Carl Gallup's uh, 
website, carlgalbs.com. All right, folks. Thank you so much, Brother Zev. This is exciting. Folks, pray for the peace in Jerusalem. Pray for the conversion in Jerusalem. Pray for the persecuted church, not only in China, but all around the world. And folks, pray for the persecution that the Lord would deliver his people and prepare us for what is coming here also in the United States. Folks, the people that are suffering in China in different places, we are no better than them. The Lord does not take any preference when it comes to people. And, folks, it is coming. We need to be prepared, and we prepare ourselves by getting in the Word, getting into prayer, and seeking the Lord and sharing the good news that Yeshua is coming again. This is Brother Frank and Brother Messianic Rabbi Zev Parad on the Remnant Call saying to everybody, good night and shalom. Trumpet in Zion, 